welcome to Cold Weather Bats. Brandon, this is Brian Sikowski. The boys, we are back to talk to you about the uh, the beauty of Michigan High School Baseball. It is December 4th, and we are talking about uh, our sport, the sport. Uh, it is football season. We are entering, or we think we are, yeah, we are in basketball season. We are in hockey season. So there's a lot of things going on, kind of April in the D vibes a bit. However, baseball remains king uh, and can't wait to talk about it with you guys today. Make sure you're following us on social media at Cold Weather Bats. Find our Patreon at patreon.com slash coldweatherbats. All sorts of things happening there. We have our CWB Top 100, counting down the top 100 players in the state now uh, through the winter. I think we're doing, what, 10 at a time, and then once we get in the top 50, doing five at a time, and then the top 10 will be individual. Regardless, each prospect's getting a very detailed uh, and I think accurate and thorough evaluation. Uh, like three to 400 words each guy. So get on there, sign up today. It's only 10 bucks a month to see our written content. You can't get it anywhere else. Highly recommend. We'll talk more about it later in the show. Today, we are breaking down the early Super 25. Before we get into that, though, we do have to welcome in the man, the myth, the legend, Beanie Bobby, Brian Zakowski. He is rocking a beanie today for those not seeing the uh, the video version, which if you're hearing this right now and you and you and you've seen the video version, that means I successfully was able to upload it. That is still at this time <laughs> an experiment that is pending. But uh, if if you're hearing this and you and you know that you're you're seeing it or you're seeing it while you're hearing it, then congratulations, you are witnessing the first ever time that I figured that out. Uh, Brian, how are you, my friend? How's your December going? How's Cleveland on the lake? How are you? Good man. Just got back from Mexico. Um, was on my honeymoon for a week down there. That was awesome. Really cool. Recommend Cancun, of course. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, baseball season all the time for us. So I, I know it's December, but with the, the Patreon and with us trying to make more of a concerted effort to um, be more year round in our stuff, then so yeah, we're talking to you about a way too early Super 25 today here on December 4th from the year of our Lord 2023. It's just a Here's who we think we like looking at it way too early. To be completely honest with you, there wasn't a whole ton of thought put into it. It was more of a gut feel, quick analysis. We've spent quite a bit of time on it, but it wasn't like a, you know, researching stats and so on and so forth type of thing. Because like I've, I've said on the show a bunch of times, high school stats are hilariously unreliable. So like it, they really don't even matter to me. But with that being said, like you'll hear that once we jump into it. Brandon did a great job of breaking down what's what we got going on on the Patreon. Just, you know, we've been posting samples of the stuff on our social media channels. Please look at that if you want. It's not a big mystery. That, you know, we're, we're giving you a pretty good look at what we're doing behind the paywall over there. Definitely think it's worth your time and your money because I don't think that anybody uh, is doing what we're capable of doing from that respect on there. And that'll continue. We'll have 100 of those big player breakdowns. We already broke down 10 more of the 2027s uh, that we didn't include in the top 100 because they haven't played baseball yet in high school, technically. You can read that. So there'll be 110 big breakdowns. We're going to do as many season previews as humanly possible for teams. We'll have coaches fill out a survey. 
we'll have some between Brandon and I, as well as some uh, one or two other ghost writers who are to be named uh, as Patreon contributors. Um, we'll be breaking those down throughout the course of the winter as we head towards March. Just all kinds of stuff coming your way. We have all kinds of stuff planned. Obviously, the CWB live draft. Um, we're still talking through the concept of uh, going back to the coaches convention to do a show. We'll see. That's more up in the air as opposed to a certainty. But for sure, doing the live draft details to come on that. CWB, CWB Invitational, of course, has already been announced. Lots of things coming in 2024. But for right now. Subscribe to the Patreon, please. Help us uh, pay for Christmas gifts. And uh, yeah, Brandon. I mean, what? How's the off season going? Uh, you know, how are the Bears looking? The Bears are uh, looking good. Um, you know, we've got four mans going, and uh, the guys are conditioning, and and I'm excited. I think uh, I think I'm going to play the "Don't Show Your Hand Too Much" game throughout this season of the show <laughs> because. Uh, I think we have a lot of listeners in the league and that makes me nervous because I'm just kidding. Uh, the off season is going great. Uh, I love being back in Wyandotte. Uh, there's just not a doubt in my mind. This is where, uh, you know, we're going to be for a long time and make a lot of good things happen. And the coaches are all awesome to work with. Um, Tyler Thornton has been incredible for us and the varsity staff and uh, continues to be great in Excel. Wyandotte grad played at Western uh, and excelling in his professional life. So big shout out to him because he's been a tremendous help for us. Um, so, yeah, we're super excited, man. Um, we are working on fixing one of our two cages and our pitching machine is currently down. We ordered a new one from Spinball or Replacement. Shout out to Greg Canterbury, uh, Donovan Canterbury, at Xavier right now, Wyandotte alum, Greg, the father, still a huge help. Uh, so shout out to him because he completely – had did that project of getting it fixed. So thank you very much for doing my job for me. You are the best. Uh, so yeah, it's been good. I love our community. I love being a bear. It's just awesome. Uh, the energy is incredible. The guys are excited. I've never been like around dudes who are like just immediately all gravitated towards like learning. And that's all I've seen out of like literally like 30 guys across um, the, the program. We had a meeting uh, initially when I first was hired and the energy I texted you, I was like, dude, like these guys are fired up. Um, and it's exciting. Um, you know, so yeah, sounds good. I spoke with, uh, Rosie and it sounds like they're about to have a new coach. And so I'm excited to see who they hire and excited to, uh, see what those guys do. Obviously I'm still going to follow along with those guys and, you know, root on for their success because they're a great group of guys and they treated me so well in, and in the exit. And I, um, you know, I'm definitely indebted to that group of guys for a long time to be there for them at any time they need it because they were they were awesome to me so i hope that the uh coach who's there understands how lucky he is and, and kills it because it's going to be great and uh we see them on the schedule so that'll be a fun game i'm excited to see those guys again and then play against them so um so yeah that's how the off season's been going we uh are playing at jimmy john's field this year uh, we're playing against nice. anchor bay you will hear from the anchor bay head coach jared beesbrook on the show i guess i should have mentioned that in the uh in the intro that's on me I, I did i did miss that so my podcast etiquette spit off today uh but we do have head coach of anchor bay a, a rising team uh for us this year on the show today to talk about his team um and we will be playing them in a doubleheader at jimmy john's field under the lights uh this year and uh, i believe it's may i'm sorry no it's april the 20th i believe or april the 18th who knows i don't know anything these days um 
April the 20th. Yep. All right. So um, come see us uh, at Jimmy John's Field. Shout out to Dan Griesbaum Jr. Um, he is uh, the GOAT, and uh, we love you. And he is the head of the sales, I think, is his, is his name, for USPBL slash Jimmy John's Field. Uh, so shout out to the GOAT. Um, that's all I got for the offseason, and I love it. How is your offseason feeling right now knowing that we're about to talk super 25 and we don't even have snow on the ground yet it's actually terrifying because whenever we make the super 25 in march i'm like terrified so the fact we're making it now is terrifying we're gonna like here's the thing uh i just want to make a disclaimer before i hand it off to you uh, to to begin breaking it down uh do not screenshot these and like come at us in may because like it just doesn't matter or do it <laughs> and expect us to care and we're not going to because we're making projections based on educated guesses at this early hour yep a march will feel much more refined but when we say hey way too early super 25 like we mean like it we we are making it fully understanding it's it's very early in the process so you know do not come to the table with the criteria that i'm supposed to know everything about the roster that your son plays for respectfully speaking respectfully speaking that's all I got on. No, that. screw that, my, man. My asterisk disclaimer. So, screw that. I, listen, social media engagement is social media engagement. If we get nine thousand quote tweets hating on hating on this, that's great for the brand. So, you know, I want I want discussion in the IG comments. I want to be told who who to keep sleeping on uh, when it comes to this one. But yeah, I'd imagine that the one in March will look vastly different than the one today uh, because yeah. we haven't really done any of the research. This is you know. Uh, something that's more fun than it is supposed to be taken seriously. The one we do in March, we'll, we'll ask you to take a little more seriously. But, yeah, anyways, we're not even doing an also considered. Um, and I would like to mention quickly as another plug for the Patreon, we are this year for the first time going to do division-by-division division rankings. We have always, of course, done the Super 25 where it's all-inclusive. We've always felt like that was kind of a unique thing that no one else did. To this day, no one else does that, at least that I've seen. Um, anyways, that's all we, we, we've said that's going to stay the same. It's going to, but then we're going to add to that by filtering it out division by division. Uh, it'll probably be top twenties in D one and D two and top tens in D three and D four. We will update those weekly right along with the super 25. We will release the first versions of those this week, but those will be exclusive to Patreon subscribers. Um, there's another little, uh, whatever incentive to subscribe as it were but yeah I, brandon let's jump right into it um i'll start at the bottom again no um also considered this week just a straight 25 and yeah again don't take it too seriously or do and blow up our social media that's also fine anyways at number 25 we have our reigning division four state champion beale city um, a really strong team last year they really didn't have any problems marching through the d4 playoffs got all the way to the to the end in East Lansing, won it after coming one pitch short the year before. So they're roughly one pitch either way from uh, from being a, a repeat champion. Bringing back their star in Caden Smith, a two-way guy who's committed to Kent State, he won that state championship game, as I recall it, on the mound or won the state semi, either one. Uh, Beale City at number 25, just coming off a, a D4 state title, felt we uh, we needed to have them on here. There we go. Uh, number 24 is West Bloomfield. 
a Division One team that has been in the Super 25, mostly in the back half of it uh, for the last couple of years under head coach Josh Bernberg, obviously a uh, former Cold Weather Bats guest. Coach Josh Bernberg, uh, expecting West Bloomfield to be very good on the mound this year. They, they'll bring back a couple of horses. Um, you, you know that Slade Moore's committed to Michigan. Miles Sorn is on that team. Um, it, it, you know it, it's it's a strong team on the mound. We'll see how they replace a couple guys in terms of the the positional and offensive abilities. But looks to be at the very very least a strong team on the mound. Coach Bernberg and therefore worthy of inclusion in the way too early Super 25. Number 23 is Woodhaven. Uh, the Downriver League is standing up. Uh, Brandon is upset that the Downriver League's representative on this list is this Downriver League team that starts with W and not the other one, the one that he coaches, of course. But uh, we're going to go with Woodhaven. Uh, a deep run in the postseason last year. Obviously, they made it all the way to the state championship game where they lost to Novi, who you'll hear from in a bit. But at Coach Corey Farner's club should be very strong this year again, per usual. Um, they and Alan Park and others, of course, battling in the Down River League, probably handicapping it right now. We'd give the advantage to Woodhaven, though that remains to be seen over the next several months. Just, uh, you know, some really talented freshmen there that, that will probably play a role this year right away. The pipeline is strong expecting Woodhaven to, to do good things this year at number 23. Number 22, Hudsonville a standard West Coast powerhouse, uh, a team that we're excited to see play in 2024 at some point, um, bringing back a, a big arm in Indiana, committing Gibson Sink, who is a left-hander, who is electric, who can beat anybody in the state on a given day, depending on how he's throwing, of course. But, uh, yeah, it should be a, a pretty well-stocked club on the West side for usual. I uh, would expect it to come down to them in Rockford, usually, who ends up coming out of that district and, and who ends up going on a bit of a run in the D1 playoffs. Uh, so Hudsonville at number 22. And at number 21, Brandon teased it already, Anchor Bay, who head coach you'll, you'll hear from later on in the show when we talk to him. But Anchor Bay at number 21, Ty Finkbeiner is healthy. We talked about him on the last show as a guy who really blew up over the course of the summer once he got healthy. Got back on the mound, reminded everyone he's a 6'6 righty who throws hard with big stuff, who moves well. I like him a lot. You'll have to wait quite a while to hear where he is on the top 100 in the state because of how much I like him, in fact. Um, Isaiah Domi, who is a Michigan State commit, right-handed hitting first baseman with a ton of power, a ton of athleticism, a ton of strength. Um, Anchor Bay, number 21. Brandon, please take over the microphone. Yes, and I'd like to add. I'd like to add that we did mention this list will look a lot different in later months. Um, Wyandotte likely won't be on there in March, but I I am looking forward to April, May, and June personally. But I say that lightheartedly because I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> but I, it was fun to say. Uh, Woodhaven will be good. Anchor Bay. I am also really high on the team this year. On top of uh, on top of Finkbeiner. Um, West Bloomfield's got crazy upside. You know, we got him 24th, but, you know, they've got enough ammo to to get higher potentially uh, at this hour. All right, moving on. Number, are we at my 20 or 19? 20, right? 20, yep. Yeah, at number 20, we've got Stevensville Lakeshore. Uh, west side of the state, Lakeshore is always good. They did lose Zach Warren, uh, but I, I believe they they just are always good. I don't have a ton of analysis on the specific players, but they are always good. Brian, anything on specific players with Lakeshore? 
No, just a kind of a repeat performer, repeat customer, as as we know with, with right, Lake exactly. Shore, and still looking, still looking to be. At last year, we we kind of thought as we got into the state playoffs that there was like a a top four or a top five in D two that was pretty identifiable. Um, obviously, one of them won in Grand Rapids Christian, the others Bay City John Glenn, et cetera, et cetera. But Liggett was one of them. But we thought that Stevensville Lakeshore was one of those teams, and a lot of that, of course, was how good we thought Zach Warren was, but. That was beyond that. That was a good team, too. So, yeah, just kind of restock, reload, should be good at the very least again. Absolutely. And at number 19, we've got Detroit Edison, another one of those teams that just continues to bring a lot of firepower uh, year in and year out. Um, and we expect that to repeat again. Coach Mark Brown's got a really good thing going at Edison, and they get the benefit of no longer having to play against a Dan Samini coach Liggett anymore in their district, uh, considering uh, Coach I believe they were up to D2 last year anyway, right? But still, regardless, mm -hmm. if Liggett were to end up back in D3, which has happened throughout the years, we've seen them go throughout the D1 to D3 levels. Um, and, you know, anytime the really awesome 800-plus win or whatever, 500-plus win coach leaves the team that you have to play every year, regardless of if you want to admit it, admit it, you should be happy about it. It does give you a competitive advantage, as they would say these days. And at number 18, we've got Forest Hills Eastern. Uh, Death Texas, Forest Hills teams being in the Super 25 every year. They are always good, I believe. Is that where St. Antoine's little brother is? I read on that? I think he's at Northern. Northern, I mix that up. Um, Eastern year. is... Eastern is the younger Palo brother, Cam. Right. Uh, Brendan Thompson, the shortstop, is really good. Just a couple of their guys. At 17, we've got Grand Blank. They are back. Um, we know they have a really strong arm committed to Notre Dame going there to join Lally. Is he in the sophomore class? I believe. Junior yeah. class, Chris Worley. Yeah. Time's flying. Uh, Grand Blank suddenly back into that conversation. We saw early in the CWB days, they were like that one team, uh, the public school that was going up against and beating Rice and all that, the year of, uh, of David Lally, and kind of saw a bit more come back down to earth year, I think, last year. And now looks like they could once again ride a really strong arm mm -hmm. uh, and player overall into a run, as we've seen before out of that team uh, the facilities there obviously improved a lot in the recent years as well so the development uh hopefully should follow as well at 16 we've got algonac um is don't tell is kasner back kasner is back wow good lord all right so kasner is like one of the best arms in the state if not the guy like one of the guys and uh algonac ran the table last year i think in the regular season they had one loss two loss they i mean they really dominated and uh, expect the same. Um, Bridgman ended up coming out on top in D3 and, and a huge upset because Algonac was the heavy pick. But uh, Algonac is immediately considered to be the um, the favorite, I would say, in Division Three, considering Kastner and company uh, returning. And, and we'll, uh, we'll jump into the oh. Yeah, we'll jump into the top 15 now. Um, and we're going to start with, excuse me, let me find the sheet, Rockford, another West Side club, another West Side team that we're used to talking about, uh, that we're used to, to having involved when we talk Super 25. Um, rebuild, reload, standard, should be strong. Andrew Landis up the middle there, uh, probably their best player in my view anyways right now, uh, committed to Oakland. 
uh, a guy who can kind of do a bunch. He should lead the way. And staying on the west side at number 14 is Jenison. We will see them in the CWB Invitational. As you're all aware, they'll be heading over from the west side to play in our Invitational Downriver. Case Bosch, a really, really intriguing left-handed arm. I've talked about him a bunch uh, with PG in the last couple months, uh, writing various articles where he's been brought up. Uncommitted guys, picks to click, that sort of thing. Um, big, long, lean lefty who moves pretty easy. You know, he's upper 80s, blah, 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 blah. I like him. We'll see him in the CWB Invitational. Number 13, this is the year, I think, Brandon. We've been talking about it for a couple of years now, how Detroit Catholic Central, it was they were putting together quite the interesting group of young guys after they'd made a coaching change. They got their heads bashed in by, in the, the St. Mary's prime years a little bit by Mary's and Rice and even Leggett sometimes. Last year, they took a step forward. Really good team. Really strong division again. Uh, really strong league in the Catholic League. Wasn't quite there with Marys and Rice at the end. But I think this is the year that we t- start talking about them really kind of grabbing that third slot in the Catholic League and maybe even surprising one of the, the big two. Uh, so, yeah, Detroit Catholic Central at, at, at 13. Really loaded team. Uh, the only reason they're not seventh or eighth is because, again, they have to play Marys and Rice eight times. Uh, and so that's that's kind of where we're at right now with them. But still really high on Catholic Central heading in. And at number 12, I'm sure this is a surprise to people, Novi, the Division One state champion. Yes, however, Andrew Abler's gone, and Brendan Bennett is not going to pitch in 2024. So we're going to be counting on some uh, some younger guys, counting on some players to step up. Yuli Fernsler, the TCU commit, the lefty who stepped up in such a big way in the playoffs last year is back. Bennett's younger brother is one of the intriguing freshman names I highlighted to watch. There are good players at Novi. We understand that. Just the amount you lost from the Division One team last year, Division One winner last year, still like you, still think you're good, just needed to keep you down a little bit. And at number 11, Bay City Western, another powerhouse program, another D1 school, uh, went on a pretty good run through the regular season. Last year we had Luke LaCourse on the show. He's since committed to Michigan State. Obviously, congrats to him. Um, really liking the upside there, but uh, a little bit of an early exit last year in the postseason compared to what they expected. Number 11, Bay City Western. Brandon, please take us into the top 10. I liked your analysis on the uh, on Catholic Central. does feel like one of those years for them where they've kind of been uh, – they kind of feel like, like Michigan a bit in the Catholic League where they're, uh, you know, like an old-school power that had kind of fallen a bit and, you know, those – St. Mary's and Rice were, you know, far ahead of them. And then new coach comes in. Feels like this year's really the year that uh, his culture is, like, completely implemented. And I really like the way they play. I mean, I I really, really do. They have a really tight operation there. um, And it's just run well there. They they really – I think that they teach their pitchers really well. I just like watching their arms go – um, they've made a lot out of a little over the last few years. And and I say that relatively speaking. Most teams CC is compared against talent-wise. They are more talented than, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying relative to the guys they're going up against in the Catholic League, they were at a disadvantage for the most part until, um, you know, I think now they're starting to inch closer. Outside of Evan Hager being, you know, one of the best players in the state, I mean, there's still some, you know, Trey Cassidy was awesome. But again, you had like... 14 D1 guys on that St. Mary's team in 22. So, um, all right, moving on. Number 10, we've got Lake Orion. Uh, the Dragons, as we know, a very strong team, and they have been for years. And 
who do we got on Lake Orion this year to look out for? Because I forgot his name, but I know that there's a guy. Uh, Kale Gahan is back, the lefty, um, who's committed to Duke. Left-handed arm, big stuff. Uh, he was kind of he was the ace last year. Took some steps forward. I don't remember if that's who beat Mary. Lake Orion beat Marys last year. That was who beat Marys. I just don't remember if it was Gahan or not. But either way, that he's the he's the horse. He's back. Can you hear the tree the trees being chopped in the background? No. Wow, that is unreal that you can't. I'm going to send you a video just so you can hear it, and I will move on. Okay. As I do that, that's great radio, in my opinion, because that's an at-home experience for everybody. Um, for those who don't know, there's an enormous truck, enormous, currently trimming the trees above my building and right outside my windows. And the fact you can't hear it is impressive technology. All right. Number I mean, I nine. Kind of, but not like I can hear right, it. A not little enough. Bit. Okay. Not like yeah. Yeah. All right. Number nine. We've got Grand Rapids Christian. Jackson Isaacs is back. Right. And when, uh, yep. do we have. How many guys do we got coming back at Christian? Before you go into that, though, I mean, Grand Rapids Christian is officially, we have to officially consider them a power. I mean, they have been yeah. doing this for, what, four or five years now? And at first it was like, okay, Remington's a really good player. Uh, but I think maybe it was a little bit of our ignorance to what they were loaded with because we didn't know the West Side as well back in 2020. Um, we didn't realize, like, this is a deep, deep, program and it continues to be and it's uh it's now become an annual tradition for them to make the top 10 who are we looking out for with christian this year yeah i think it's it's more of the same you lose uh obviously you lose a huge player in remington i, I think they lose ty uckman as well but right. isaacs is back i think i think he's kind of one of the more underrated players in the state i think he's just he's gonna hit and he can run and he can play center and it's a good left-handed swing whatever um just i Again, one of those teams that we might be a little more bullish on than we should be considering what they lost, but at the same time, what they've done over the past three years while using losing players along the way, obviously, is kind of remarkable. And coming off a D2 state championship last year obviously stands out as well. At number eight, we've got Zealand East, another Cold Weather Bats invitational participant coming to Downriver in May 2024. Uh, Zealand East went had an, uh, had an unbelievable run last year, um, won a lot of ball games, lost very few. I think the record was like 26 and two or 25 and two or something like that going into the postseason. Um, and they return a lot. I think they returned the bulk of their starting lineup and their rotation. Uh, According to Coach Slaughter, I think that's the the intel we got. And uh, so when you come back, when you, when you have a team perform as well as they did, and you return a lot, typically that translates to continued success the following year. Um, you know, and the guys around you and the schools around you are, are most of those teams are going to lose people, or if they don't return them, the returners that that could not last the same guys you're returning this year. It's simple science. Zealand East, a lot of returners from a very good top five team last year. We have them at eight. But we we have them at eight with the upside. They're one of those teams where it's like you could make a case because of how deep their arms are, and we know that arms are arms are everything in in, in Michigan high school baseball, especially the postseason. So, any comments on Zealand East? Uh, Charlie Lang is a guy to watch out for. He's probably the best player shortstop. Uh, he's committed to College of Central Florida, which is the defending national champions in JUCO baseball in D one. Wow! Um, but yeah, really talented defender. Yeah, shouts out. Really talented defender, really good overall player. Lackney, probably the star to watch. On a team that has good players, I'm not trying to slight anyone, but if you need to pick yeah, one. Yeah, super deep team. Probably the guy. 
like best way to describe just like a, a bunch of good players, a bunch of good players, you know, like not a star and a couple of guys who can play and then some supporting cast. Like they just, they're, they're pretty top to bottom. That's why they were so good last yep. year. Uh, at number seven, we've got Battle Creek Lakeview. Uh, another, I mean, the, honestly, the West side is so strong. You're going to see a lot of West side inside of this top 10 and inside the super 25 this year. Uh, hard to argue with just, I think it's really the returning production for for the west side they just seem to have not lost nearly as many stars as the east side lost over the last couple of years and this seems to be like a big year for them and battle creek lakeview will be another team in line uh, out west and they are what are we are they a d1 team i always have this conversation over lakeview yes, yes they are yes yep. i mix them up with lake shore every single year both in the super 25 of course we just couldn't it can't be both teams got to be relevant it would just be silly to make lakeview and lakeshore that hard to tell part <laughs> at number six i am super excited about this team i think there's like a legitimate chance that that this is a this is a this i don't want to spoil anything i like them this year in d2 flint powers catholic a uh, ton of ton of power on the arm uh, on the arms. I mean, they are just so loaded in the rotation. Uh, they play offense. Well, the program is extremely established. Uh, the, the, that's the thing that I like about teams like this. It's not like one guy's making them good. It's just powers has always been good. This is just one of the years that they're really good. Anything that you have on powers. I know you know a lot about them. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Grant Garman's probably the best pitcher in the state. I don't know if I'd put say he's like the best prospect on the mound in the state. Probably not. But I, I think that he's the best pitcher in the state. And Fisher Hendershot's committed to Eastern. He's the right-handed arm. Uh, Isaac Sturgis is the two-way guy committed to MSU. They were in the state Final Four last year, ended up losing to Grand Rapids Christian in what was a really good game. It was a 4 nothing game really or something like game. that. Really good game. Yeah. Probably, probably the best one of the so, weekend, man. Yeah, yeah, it was one of them. Um, so, yeah, I just – I'm with you, man. I think, like, I, I would handicap them as the favorite in D2 – I think that this is the year for them. Those three guys are seniors. I know they have some strength behind them as the program's developed, and there's more of a pipeline now. But uh, those three guys, you got to win it. You got to do it. Came close last year. Got to get it done this year, and they should. And I think they're they're this good even when stacked up to D1. Um, which will bring us into the top five, Brandon, and a couple surprises here. There's some names you'll you'll yeah. expect and expect to hear, but we're especially bullish on. Numbers five and four. One, two, and three are kind of the established names you were expecting to hear. Four and five, though, we think may surprise some people, and we're, we're really, really high on them. Number five is Matawan, uh, another team that made a deep run last year. They ended up losing to Novi in the state semis. They lost four to one, and they're kind of bringing most of them back. Uh, the Garza kid on the mound was really, really good for them last year. Uh, he's committed to Ball State. The guy who's got a lot of ability should win them a ton of games. Caden Jomini is back after pitching really, really well as a freshman last year on this team. Now he's back as a sophomore, the Michigan commit. Uh, Connor Walsh, the shortstop, who's committed to Eastern. These are all good players. Uh, just really high on Matawan. Another team came close last year. Like him to even maybe go further this year. They're at number five. At number four is Sterling Heights-Stevenson. This is a team that if you listened closely last year, Dan Griesbaum Jr. was on the show a, a year ago and said, hey, listen, it might not be this year, but watch Sterling Heights Steven. It's in, in 2024 and 2025 state championship caliber clubs. Just watch. And I I think he's right, man. Uh, you know, like I, a, a team that, that went on a little bit of a postseason run last year, maybe, uh, whatever it is, 
really, really strong 2025 class. Uh, obviously, all the Leonards are there. You'll read about them in the top 100 as we go along. A um, couple really strong arms. Just think this is the year Sterling Heights Stevenson going to jump up and surprise some people and, and, a, and a legitimate state title contender in Division One. Um, number three, Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Name, of course, you expect to hear when we start talking top of the state. Entering the season, not at number one for the first time since we've been doing this. Um, expecting them to be really, really good on the mound. Aiden Donovan, Brustevich, Essig, all those guys with some interesting freshmen. Uh, expecting them to be really, really good on the mound. We'll have to see where the offense comes from. Grimmer and McKay are gone from a year ago. Cowdery's gone from a year ago. They need the Brustevich brothers to rake. They need some guys to step up in a big way. Aiden Donovan has to do some things as a two-way this year as opposed to just being on the mound. I, I met, forgot to mention Anthony Pacey on the mound, of course, to the Alabama commit. Uh, the point being, should be able to pitch with everyone, should win a ton of games that are probably going to be low scoring, need to find some offense. Oh, and obviously, brand new head coach, uh, excuse me, head coach, is that my uh, Saskatoon sneaking through there, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> your your, your UP just came out. <laughs> I was just in Mexico. What was that? Uh, it was all those anyways. UP guys you, uh, you you were with at uh, at Central all those years ago. It's coming back out. And, uh, after, after a few ying, after a few yinglings, you were. This is what how, this is how you talk. This is Billy Mitchell's fault somehow. <laughs> um, but anyways, head coach at St. Mary's, Nick Deponio who uh, I can guarantee you will have on the show soon. I have to talk to that guy. But, yeah, St. Mary's at three. Obviously jockeyed back and forth with uh, whether to have Mary's at two or three. We opted to put them at three and have Brother Rice at two. Just think it's a little more balanced over at Rice is kind of what it looks like. A little bit would say St. Mary's stacks up better on the mound overall. Rice stacks up better positionally and defensively. Think the balance tips Rice one spot ahead right now. Although we've been saying for years that Rice is going to challenge Mary's in the Catholic League, and they yet they've yet to do it. So, but you know, we'll see. Kind of keep barking up that tree and, and see how long it goes. But uh, it, Brother Rice, extremely talented roster this year. Um, the the way that Chase Vanamede has come on as a pitching prospect is is really exciting to go along with Blake Illich to pair them at the top of the rotation. Obviously, really deep throughout the throughout the lineup. Just Expecting Rice to be really good, too. And number one, I don't know if there was any question about this, to be honest, coming in. I think this was slam dunk from the time the season ended last year. But number one is Northville. Uh, Dante Nori, Joey Broughton, Justin Brown, Dominic Mingen, all kinds of players on that team, multiple D1 commits. Uh, guys stacked throughout multiple classes with your stars at the top. I think Broughton... I'd have to have this conversation deeper, but I think he might be the best pitching prospect in the state overall. Um, I think that that Nori is, with Bonhamer, one of the best prospects the state has produced in the last handful of years, in years where they've been producing prospects. Just really, really big on Northville. I thought they were the state favorite last year as we got going into the season. Obviously, it didn't go that way. Nobody wanted, but no, Northville is my favorite to be number one this year, as well as obviously win the Division One state championship. Uh, Brandon is signaling me that uh, the, the the saw got especially loud uh, in the background. So what I'm going to do is I am going to close up shop on this segment. I'm going to go quickly back through this, and then I'll take us into our interview segment. But uh, as a recap, 
Beale City, West Bloomfield, Woodhaven, Hudsonville, Anchor Bay at the bottom. Stevensville Lakeshore at 20, Edison at 19, Forest Hills Eastern at 18, Grand Blank at 17, Algonac at 16, Rockford and Jenison from the west side at 15 and 14, Detroit Catholic Central who were really high on at 13, last year's D1 state champion Novi at 12, Bay City Western at 11, Lake Orion at 10, uh, reigning D2 state champion Grand Rapids Christian at 9, Zealand East at 8, who you'll see of course in the CWB Invitational, Lakeview at 7, Flint Powers Catholic at six, who we expect to win D2. We think they are really, really good. Matawan and Sterling Heights Stevenson, kind of our surprise picks in the top five at five and four, respectively. Mary's at three, Rice at two, and Northville at number one. And with that, we will talk a bit about the Super 25 to close things out before we send you guys. Cone, do remember to check out the Patreon, GoWithTheBats.com, or GoWithTheBats.com. That might be soon, though. Stay tuned on that. It's a little bit of, like, divine intervention that that came out of my mouth because that is something we're working on, but might be a 2024 thing. We'll see. Regardless, go to Patreon.com backslash cold weather bats to get the breakdown on the super 25 and so many players around the state's information you simply can't get anywhere else and breakdowns that you can't get anywhere else so we look forward to seeing you there uh as for the super 25 i think it's important before we wrap up just to highlight a few teams here take a little bit of a at a glance look at uh who we think might be the who's your state championship most people don't think they can do it. I think they can do it of this of the Super 25. Maybe like a dark horse underdog, we can call it. Uh, and then, you know, the favorite is clearly Northville. I mean, they're just so mm-hmm. powerful. I don't think it's to the magnitude of a 2021 St. Mary's, or was that 22? 22? Of the 22 either. St. Mary's. Yeah. Either or is fair. Uh, but I do think it's on a similar level relative to the teams they're they're going to compete against. I think they have a sizable talent gap this year given the sheer amount of talent they have on that team. Now that being said, we we are not out of the golden age by any means. There is still a wealth of talent in the state. I mean, Caleb Bonimer plays in Okemos. He does not play for Northville. But Dante Nori is like 1B or like 1AB. I don't mm-hmm. know how to describe They're both incredible once-in-a-generation type of position players that come out of your state in Michigan, in my opinion. You don't see guys like that too often. We're a a pitching state um, from a national landscape, I think that's fair. I don't think Michigan's expected to produce guys like Bonimer and Nori year in and year out. Uh, Alex Mooney, probably the last, like, maybe I'm missing something. Irish, Nolan Schubert, those guys were awesome for St. Mary's. But, I mean... Bonimer's a legitimate like top ten national type guy, right? Am I right on that? I think that's like what it is. They so both, they both are. Yeah, they it's both are. He and Nori. Because Nori, we've been hearing about Nori. I'm sure you've been hearing about Nori since he was born in the fucking delivery room. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, I've been hearing about him since he was like twelve. So you know, as expected, he kind of and he's honestly lived up to all the expectations uh, by far. I mean, he's probably over overachieved if anything because he's just gotten better so uh very exciting times in the state plenty of great players but northville is loaded and uh it's not just dante it's not just broughton it's a lot of guys in that team so um who though outside of northville back to the dark horse conversation who'd be your dark horse i'll start give you some time to to ponder the thought because i did kind of throw it on you um but i 
it's hard to call uh, Powers an underdog in D2 because I, I think that they're one of the favorites, so I'll stay away from them. I do think I do like them a lot, though. Uh, but if I had to come up with a team that's like super, super sneaky, I I have a hard time not taking Sterling Heights Stevenson as, as that team. I, I know we are super high on them, so it's almost like they can't qualify as a top five team for a dark horse. But I think the perception around who the D1 champ is going to be this year, undoubtedly being Northville, after watching the 2023 state tournament, which was absolute chaos, I just I am I am siding with chaos again this year. I think that's what we're going to get. D1 is just once again absurd. Once again, I mean, look, listen to this. Northville, Brother Rice, St. Mary's, Stevenson, Matawan, Lakeview, Zealand East, Lake Orion, Bay City Western, Novi, Catholic Central, Jenison, Rockford, Grand Bland. It's absurd. Woodhaven went to the state final last year, and we're talking about mm-hmm. them at that part of the list. It's an absurd division once again. Um, but I do think Stevenson is that team that's like got it's got everything that you would want in a state champ from rotation to uh, offense and just like the depth of their talent. I think that they can go as deep as anyone. Uh, they're just young. That's all. But they, but they returned so much from that, you know, quote unquote young team last year. So if I had to pick one, it would be Stevenson. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd, I said this when we were talking about him, but I, I have to go with Matawan. You know, we didn't plan this to pick the teams we have at four and five, but like it, it's reflective of how we feel about them that we rank them that high, and I think that'll be higher than anywhere else probably. But the the point being, I re- I think Matawan has. We saw the one-two punch in the mound last year, and how good it was with Garza and Jomini and others. It's not just two guys, but those guys are both back in a year better. And they almost went to the state championship game last year anyways. So I think you do that. You, you're really strong up the middle with Connor Walsh, who's a good-ass player, does a bunch of things well. All three of those guys are in the, the CWB 100. They have good supporting cast. They bring back such a big chunk from last year of guys who, who played in East Lansing. Make no mistake, there's no small – maybe it's not as big as I'm making it sound, but there is an element to, to having been there and seen it. Now, when you go back, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so they've already had the, the East Lansing experience. They played in the final four. I just, I think you could make the argument that they have as Northville aside. I think you could make the argument that Rice, Marys, Stevenson and Matawan are all equal opportunity sort of state championship favorites in D1. I don't think that Marys and Rice are significantly ahead of these clubs as opposed to years past. Uh, and I think Northville is better than all of them anyways. But the point being, I think it's, it's probably the most lit- Entering the season last year, we didn't expect D1 to be as wide open as it was. As it turned out, it became the most wide open D1 state championship or state playoffs in, in, since we can remember. This year, entering the season, it looks like it's going to be wide open. We'll see, but it's going to be fun regardless. We're really high on Stevenson and Matawan, as we just talked about. That's where we're at. Yep. I think that we're in another really exciting year. Michigan high school baseball because of what we just talked about. And as soon as you think things are going to get normal again, you look at the D one like landscape and you're like, I don't even know how I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. Like Northville is the dart that you're going to throw, but I mean, it can be anybody, right? So uh, it's going to be super exciting. And you say like, Oh, there are 15, but you go look at our top five teams. They're all D one. So really it's like they're fifth. Oh yeah. They're the fifth best team in the state. But of the five best teams in the state, in our opinion right now, way too early, 
all five of those teams are D1. I mean, of the top 10, which is not shocking, guys, right? Like this, the like the divisions, the schools that have more kids are better. Shocking, right? Like we all know that that's how this works. So um, it, that's why we're breaking into the divisional rankings. And uh, but obviously that's a lot more work. And therefore it's on Patreon. Like I don't know how else to articulate that to you guys. But <laughs> that's like the most transparent way we can tell you is that uh, the divisions are a must we we have to break down d3 and d4 because we we have a hard time finding those even those like second third fourth fifth teams we have a hard time arguing that they are on the same playing field better than these other teams and the super 25 is not a resume ranking it's a power ranking it's who who the best players are or who the best teams are uh so we think going through the divisions one by one is fair it, it offers coverage to everybody in the state now but we got to work harder therefore it's behind patreon so that's just transparency in the spirit of a baby and in its purest form. So with that being said, patreon.com slash coldweatherbats at coldweatherbats on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Brandon. That's me. You can follow Brian and I <laughs> uh, on social media. I don't even uh, Brian's at B underscore Sikowski underscore PG. I am at coach B justice. And I think there's an underscore in between coach and B justice. That's okay. Um, but with that in mind, that's all for today's show. Uh, we have plenty of content that we've already covered today coming to the Patreon. Uh, no need to go over it again. You know it's coming. The distribution is is exciting. We look forward to seeing you on there. Send us a message on there. We've had a few people message us, and we've had some conversations in there. Uh, we're happy to have those. The Slack is coming soon, uh, and we will talk to you guys uh, next week. Woo!